Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for Monday, November 30th. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF 21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and yes, TikTok. How is everybody doing on this Reaction Monday? Do we have a good betting week on the NFL? Me and my guys, we came out a little bit ahead, not too much, just a little bit ahead, but any day in the positive is a good day in my eyes. So let's jump right into it. On today's episode, just like every Monday episode, I'm going to go through games by game, tell you guys my thoughts, my ideas, what I think, and moving forward with the teams. So let's jump right into it. Raiders 6, Falcons 43, me and my my boys, we hit the plus 3 on the Falcons money line. Guys, it's always tough to travel across country, and no exception here. Raiders were flat from the get-go after that short week, because what we forget as people, we put these pro athletes on a pedestal and forget they're humans just like us, and when any time when our, when our traditions are thrown off, aka playing a late Sunday game and playing an early Monday game, we're gonna, teams are going to come out flat. And that's exactly what happened. Pro football players are just like us. They came out flat, and the Falcons took advantage, especially after playing the Chiefs tight. This was to be expected. Raiders do struggle defensively. And for the most part, Falcons are good against the run, and the Raiders run the ball 51% of the time. But still, Falcons, for me, they're just not scoring as many points as they should be. They're way too many field goals, and... They just got to blow this thing up. It's it, They're kind of at the same place the Lions are. They need to blow up, start over, get a new coach, new GM, and go from there. Raiders, I'll be honest, I really... This team is overachieved. I wasn't high on this team to begin with at the beginning of the year, and they are, they are what I thought they are. A team that can run the ball. Defensively, they have some holes, especially in the secondary. And in terms of their wide receivers and receiving game, besides Waller, I mean, who do you really trust to make a play? Hydery Ruggs, like I told everyone, is awful. He, his catch radius is poor, and he's only fast. That's the only quality he has. And it was shown he made some key mistakes in that last in the game yesterday against the Falcons. So the Raiders have no chain mover besides Waller, and their offense will only go as far as Jacobs goes with the running game. So the Raiders, I mean, if they make it to the playoffs, they'll lose first round. I mean, this team is what I thought they were. Next game, Chargers 17 Bills, 27. Yeah, I was wrong on this Bills team. I still think they're a little overvalued. Their defense isn't as good as in years past. Offensively, I really don't trust Josh Allen. In terms of the Chargers, how is Anthony Lynn not fired? That The closing play calling was insane and shows the dysfunction that is going on inside the Chargers f- coaching staff. I mean, to get the ball down there, to run it twice with Herber, last play of the game, quarterback sneak, especially for me and my guys that were sitting on Chargers plus four and a half. Everyone is talking about how great Herbert is and the Chargers and everything. Herbert is basically like Dak Prescott. He doesn't throw anyone open. He'll throw when you're open. He still can be a little erratic at times. Chargers had just have way too many, much talent to be in the position that they're in, like I say every week. This team, offensively, offensive line-wise, this is way better than anything Phillip Rivers had. And week in, week out, they play to their competition. And Anthony Lynn, like I said, he's built the culture of losing. 
and that's a bad that's a bad culture to have. And if you have a quarterback that gets used to li- losing, especially a young quarterback, you don't teach him how to win this league, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle for a while. And that's um, unfortunately what's happened to Herbert. Giants 19, Bengals 17, Daniel Jones went down with an injury. Guys, Giants are going to win the East. I hate to break it to you, but the Giants legitimately are going to win the East. And they're going to host a playoff game, which is comical. Gellman, I mean, Jesus Christ, 24 for 94, 1 TD. Evan Ingram, 6 for 129, finally balled out. Defensively, the Giants are the best team in the division. That's why they're going to win it. And it's going to be crazy to me that the team's going to win it, especially when five times canceled my future. God damn you, five games. Bengals, I mean, they're just trying to get through the season healthy. They obviously need another offensive line to protect Burrow and Mixon. But, you know, this team has some pieces, and they are going in the right directions. Like I said, next year they're going to be good. following year they're winning that division. Titans 45, Colts 26. Monstrous day from Derrick Henry. But, guys, I've said this numerous times. As long as Buckner and Leonard play, Colts defense is the top in the league. Who didn't play yesterday? Buckner totally totally opened up the trenches for the Titans to take advantage, and they did. Henry, 27 rushes, 178, three TDs. I mean, he fucking ate. And if the Colts don't have that defensive front, that's going to be really hard for them to stop the running game moving forward. Unfortunately, Buckner was put on the COVID-19 list, and hopefully he can get back soon. Colts... I mean, here's the thing with the Colts. I just feel that offensively, they need to be running the ball more. And they definitely need to be using Pittman and Pascal a lot more than they are. That's my issue with them. Also, they just don't have a dynamic. Phillip Rivers was good back in the day. He's just not as dynamic as he was. Browns, 27. Jaguars, 25. Here's my thing with the Browns. Skafanski, for whatever reason, doesn't understand that Nick Chubb is probably behind Henry, the second best running back in the game right now. And he insists in putting Kareem Hunt in in these short situations or goal line situations, and Hunt doesn't get it done. And I'm telling you guys this. That's going to cost the Browns a playoff game. Skafanski's infatuation with Kareem Hunt. Anyone with two eyes can tell you that Nick Chubb is a better in-between runner in between the tackles, runner than Cream Hunt. But for whatever reason, Skafanski is infatuated with using Cream Hunt. So I really don't trust Skafanski's in-game management to do anything and to make this Browns team go anywhere. Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield, missed a wide-open touchdown pass. In terms of in terms of the Jaguars. Jaguars are in a unique position. I really don't know if any of these second-tier wide receivers behind Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Mark Jones, uh, the kid from North Dakota State whose name I'm spacing on, are those guys really it? You know what I mean? I know they have like $100 million in cap space and two first-round picks, but in this league, guys, if you don't have a quarterback, it's really hard to function. I remember if they would have had a better quarterback besides Blake Bortles, they would have won that Super Bowl a couple years ago. I mean, that team was loaded with talent. And I know they fired Caldwell, but they just, they did a good job of getting talent in the building, but not a good job of keeping the talent. So I really don't know moving forward 
what's going to happen with this Jacksonville team, and is Jacksonville even going to be able to hold the franchise? I heard from a guy that they're going to actually move to London if it wasn't for this COVID-19 stuff. So, interesting times in Jacksonville. Panthers 27, Vikings 28. Bridgewater missed a TD to to DJ Moore that would have iced the game. Bridgewater got hurt. Moore got hurt. Delvin Cook got hurt. Now, this game, I believe, did go over. Yeah, it did. It did go over the mark of 50, but Jesus, this game was just a sloppy-ass game. A lot of bad football played. Vikings defensively are a mess. Delvin Cook, you know, he's running great, but I really don't trust Kirk Cousins to make any throws. Offensive line struggles at times to protect Cousins, but is pretty good run blocking for Cook in terms of the defense back four banged up and young and bad, and they did no fucking pass rush. Guys, this team cannot rush the passer at all. So they get no pass rush to have the quarterback speed through his progression. Carolina, they're a little ahead of schedule. I really didn't think they'd compete this year. Bridgewater is Bridgewater. My guys, I know we in my DFS right down to get him, he was the quarterback we had in every lineup, and he just looked bad. I mean, he missed some throws. Unfortunately, like I said, Moore got hurt in a bad pass from his. He didn't look sharp. But this team, you know, defensively, they did get a lot of young pieces, are starting to play better. Offensive line-wise, this is a bad offensive line. I really don't think they should have spent the money on Christian McCaffrey. And Joe Brady's going to be gone. I would love the Lions to hire Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator, but I really don't think they're going to be going after him. Next game, Cardinals, Patriots. Unfortunately, there's a bad call of roughing the quarterback call, a rough unnecessary roughness call when Newton was rushing on rookie Isaiah Simmons that put the Patriots in field goal range to knock in the victory. Like I said last week on the Thursday review, something's obviously wrong with Kyle Murray. Now it comes out he has a shoulder injury. When he has a shoulder injury, he's obviously not looking to run as much as he should be. So with him not looking how to run, basically you're taking away his best asset as an NFL quarterback. Drake, 22 for 78, so naturally they're going to go back to filtering the offense through Drake. Hopefully you guys didn't drop him in your DFS, or hopefully you guys didn't drop him in your daily. Start using more in DFX, D-Hop, 5 for 55, a little bit of a quiet game. Patriots, I mean, new in 9 for 18, 84 yards. This is how the Patriots are now. Patriots are just going to win ugly. And I know everyone's giving new and grief, but guys... His wide receivers are Demir Bird and Jacoby motherfucking Myers. It's not like those are great household names that are going to be burning the the doors open and leading a team to victory and making a quarterback elevate his game. Newton's doing what he's doing. And guys, like I said, this is why COVID's a real thing. Newton's not half the player he was before COVID. COVID, honestly, it fucked with him. Dolphins 20, Jets 3. I mean, the Jets had... A field goal to get with some inside the number. I was going to lay the Jets. Like I said, I thought this was the game the Jets were going to win. I thought they weren't going to go 0-16. I thought this was the the, the, the game they are going to win. But as soon as Tua was out, I laid off of it. And I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm really questioning this injury. Part of me wonders how hurt Tua actually really is. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is just their way of going back to Fitzpatrick. Dolphins defensively and special teams are carrying carrying them. Offense does look better with Fitzpatrick in there, guys. And that's the funny thing. that The offense is moving better better when Fitzpatrick is definitely under center. Now let's get to the disappointment of the day. I mean, I had the Broncos first half, Broncos game. I mean, here's my thing. I, anyone that's listened to any of my stuff knows I've always been a Drew Locke guy. 
I love Drew Locke. I love the way he steps into his throws. I love those moxie. I love everything about him. But the fact he was naive enough not to wear a mask, and because of that, they lost the game because he wasn't out there to help his guys, I'm immediately, if I'm Elway, I'm moving on from him. Being a quarterback, being QB1 is being a leader, not putting stuff in jeopardy. And because of his naive act, he put his team in jeopardy. And they lost the game because of it. Because I guarantee if Locke played that game, they're winning. And also the main thing I learned is Alvin Kamara is a non-factor when Hill's quarterback. Because Hill fucking sucks as a quarterback. Hill fucking sucks as a quarterback. He has no touch, so he can't hit him out of the backfield. So he's just going to be running the ball. And if he can't get his yards running, which he's shown he hasn't, he can't, he's not a power runner. He's more of a finesse runner. And he needs to get his fantasy value through receiving and running. You can't use him. It's, it's crazy to me with me saying that, that you can't use Alvin Kamara in DFS with Taysom Hill behind center because Taysom Hill can't hit a five-yard pass. I really thought the Broncos should have had Freeman back there and just run fucking Wildcat all day, 24-7. Just say, fuck it, guys, this is what we're doing. Wildcat, Freeman, go make a fucking play. But, unfortunately, they didn't. Broncos, playoffs are done. Saints, guys, here's the thing with the Saints, and it's funny. And this is the, fu- this is the real, real funny thing to me, saying this about the Saints. This is what they do every year. They do great in the regular season, and then they're going to lose in the playoff games because Sean Payne gets too motherfucking cute. That's what's going to happen. You guys, rinse, repeat. With how talented that team has been, there is no reason why this team doesn't have multiple championships. 49ers, 23. Rams, 20. Guys, guys, I try to tell y'all, Cam Akers, Cam motherfucking Akers, is the lead guy in that backfield. Way better back, way more explosive than Darren Henderson. If he didn't get hurt, he probably would win work the other year. I mean, in that Rams running system. But here's the thing with me. Sean McVay, sometimes, he tries to act like him and Jared Goff are Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're not. This team is the best when it's filtering the game through the running game using play action. Goff still tr- struggles anytime you get pressure in his face. And Goff struggled this game. I mean, he was only 9 for... 19 for 31, two INTs. He really looked bad. In terms of the 49ers, Mozart, 16 for 43, Mullins, 24 for 252. 49ers are what they are. The defensive coordinator is an alleged front runner for the Lions job. I will get to that when I go on my Lions rant at the end of this. Kansas City, 27, Bucks, 24. I mean, guys, like I said, Bucks defense sucks, especially over the top. Going way too much man. You can't go man against Tyreek Hill because no one's fast enough to guard him, and he just lit him up. So that, I mean, that's basically the game right there. Brady let him down. I mean, both these teams have defensive holes. Um, Mahomes is Mahomes, though. I just, right now, I think the only team that I would have confidence beating the Chiefs is the Colts. As crazy as it sounds, if the Colts have Buckner and Leonard going, other than that, I really don't think the Steelers can. Oh, maybe. I mean, Steeler, Steelers, de- that's the thing with the Steelers. Steelers' defense, I think, is a little overvalued right now. I really think they're a little overvalued. And this is coming from a, a guy that Steelers futures all over the board. I think there's the Steelers' defense is a little overvalued right now. 
But I think the Chiefs, top team in the AFC, and when I release my player rankings, they'll be on the top. Bucks, like I said, guys, we're, we're invested in the Bucks under. I told you guys, I don't really don't trust this offense gelling. Offensive line has holes. And they lost their best interior defensive lineman in Vera. So this team is really struggling to stop the run and get any constant rush up the middle. And I told you guys their DBs can't cover speed. And it showed yesterday with Tyreek Hill, who put up the most fantasy points ever for the season with fifty over 57 in PPR formats. He looked really good. Hill looked really good. Uh, last game, Packers 41, Bears 25. I mean, here's my thing. And it's really hard because everyone says, well, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? Okay, here's the thing, guys. A, number one, Deshaun Watson had a major knee injury. That's number one. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, no one knew he was going to be this good. Mahomes is more, what can I say, raw and everything. I had been a Watson guy from day one. I had Watson as the number one quarterback in this class. I didn't have Mitch that high, and I didn't have Mahomes that high. That's the truth. I had both of them guys low. But I did have Watson number one. And Mitch is always going to be wrongfully judged by that. And the system that Nagy, and let's face it, Nagy, Nagy, I've never seen a coach be as bad as coaching as Nagy and constantly get passes as Nagy does. This team, he's supposed to be an offensive genius, and they're 30th in the league in total offense. Explain. That's basically Matt fucking Patricia. You're a genius at at one aspect of the game, and the aspect you're a game at, a genius in, your team sucks. Let that sit in. And then tell me how Matt Nagy has a job. Packers are the Packers. I mean, Rodgers looks great. Hitting Devontae Adams, who, let's face it, if Devontae would have played a full season, the numbers he would be putting up would be astronomical. Astronomical. I mean, he would be breaking records, but he missed those games because of that. You know, that's he, he's just not going to do that. Packers are a team that could make the NFC championship because of that defense. I just don't trust them. Big game tonight. Plays have already been sent to my guys. We definitely have we have three plays in the game. Three plays locked and loaded. We won Davidson earlier in the day, but we lost the money line. Disappointing. Two wide open, two open, eh, semi-open threes to win the game. Sitting on Providence right now. Providence, unfortunately, is down by 15 and looks like utter crap. So that's probably going to be a loss, unfortunately. But we got a couple more basketball games tipping off later. And I wouldn't be a podcast unless I want an Alliance rant. Anyone that knows me knows I'm, knows I'm a Alliance fan. Guys, here's the thing with Detroit. I know the guy, so how you pronounce the defensive coordinator's name. I'm spacing out right now how you pronounce it. I know he's probably the leading candidate. He's probably going to get the job. But here's the thing. I want an offensive-minded coach. I've said it. I, I feel that with how the league's going... You need an offensive-minded coach to be successful. And I know, well, what about Belichick? What about Vrabel? I mean, are those guys ex- those guys exceptions to the rules? I think they are. I think those guys are great coaches, but they're exception to the rules. In an offensive-dominated league, you need an offensive coach. And I'm the biggest Stafford supporter in the world, and I think he's gone. I think they're going to totally blow the whole thing up and start over again, which sucks. But in the NFL, you can't have a quarterback on a big salary – and build 
a championship team. So that sucks. I really thought Stafford was going to be a guy. And here's going to be the thing. Stafford is so fucking talented. He can spin a ball any which way. But since the Lions are so bad and they did such an awful job of wasting, just fucking wasting his talent, you're never going to truly see how good of a player he was. And when you think about it, so let, let's, this is off tangent. Let's really quickly, let's just think about the teams that are going to have job openings. Okay, let's really quickly think about the teams that are going to have job openings. Lions, obviously. Jets, obviously. Jags, obviously. Texans, obviously. Chargers, and then the Bears. So there's going to be six openings. If you were to rank those one through six, how would you rank those? Where would you guys put the Lions? I would say Chargers one. Lions possibly two, maybe? Bears maybe two? I mean, I don't know how... I mean, it's just personal opinion. But you have to think it's cap space, draft capital, all that stuff. I know people say, well, what about the Texans? Deshaun Watson's the only asset they have. They have no draft capital. And like I said, why I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to go there is because your window to win in the NFL is so effing small. If you don't win within three years, you're out. So not having any draft capital, and that's where you get the talent in those early rounds, I would really be afraid of going to the Texans. Well, that's it for the today's podcast. I'll be back on Saturday. Saturday maybe a little bit later because I have a couple commitments in the morning I got to take care of. But the podcast will be up Saturday. Make sure you guys shoot me your start sick questions for fantasy football. I'll make sure to go over them. Guys, we put up over 57.7 units betting in a week, only wagering no more to win three units. So basically 3.3 to 3.45 units was the most we wagered. And we're putting up those numbers. Just let that sit in, boys. I doubt anyone is putting up those numbers. So if you guys want to be part of the team, if you guys are interested in it, shoot me a DM. And we'll start your membership process. Until then, let's be safe. Let's cash some tickets. And I'll see you guys on Saturday.